The live opinions, descriptions, and accounts expressed on the Best of Times Radio Hour are ones of the hosts and guests of the show and are not necessarily those of Clear Channel Radio or this station. Consult with your attorney, accountant, financial planner, physician, or other professionals for final advice in making your decision. The Best of Times, live from the Keel Studio in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times. Your host, Gary Kalikas. Good morning, Architects listeners. I'm Gary Kalikas, the publisher of the Best of Times News, the only newspaper for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. I do thank you for tuning into our radio show today. In just a few minutes, we are all going to learn a lot about the not-so-known, little-known historical facts about the Shreveport and Bossier City area. It's going to be a very interesting show, and you can use this information to challenge your family and friends about that shreveport Bossier trivia. You can have a trivia pursuit, right, Angela? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Trivia pursuit game, and that'll be very helpful about these particular pearls of wisdom we're going to give, give people today. I'm anxious. It is Saturday, October the 15th. This is our 195th consecutive radio show broadcasting live from the studios of Keel, a clear channel radio station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Again, good morning, Miss Angela. Good morning. It's beautiful out there, isn't it, today? It is. I'm loving the weather. And we have a lot of activities happening in and around the Shreveport and Bossier area. Tons. Tons of activities. Uh, there's a lot of fundraising activities and events. We'll talk about them in a couple of seconds. And also the big LSU-Florida game, which uh, starts today at 2.30 p.m. in Baton Rouge. And I know a lot of people are going down from Shreveport and Bossier and surrounding areas to the game today, including yours truly. <laughs> I'm going to be heading down south to visit with family and friends to attend the game, and it uh, should be an exciting one. I know our listeners enjoyed the uh, the show today with David McMillan, Strategies for Living, that just preceded the show. Very interesting show about uh, uh, how do you know if you're crazy or not, or if your family member is crazy or not? It's a real interesting book and guest that he had on the show today. Please join me in thanking Willis Knight and Physician Network for being the sponsor of the Best of Times Radio Hour to continue to bring valuable information and news to many, many thousands of listeners in the Arklatex. Last Saturday, we had Dr. Dana Casey of the Willis Knight and Hospice of Louisiana discussing a support group to help people deal with grief of the, loss, of the loss of a loved one or friend during the holiday season. He gave us some great, very good advice and suggestion, and also he told us about an ongoing uh, workshop that is free. It will take place on Thursday, October the 20th, and Thursday, October the uh, 27th, uh, from 5.30 p.m. till 7.30 p.m., I believe, uh, is the ending date, at Willis Knight Career Center, located behind the Willis Knight Wellness Center, on Greenwood Road in Shreveport. This workshop is called Surviving the Holiday Season, a Grief Support Workshop. For information and to register, call 212-4697. That's 212-4697. Willis-Knighton had a superb grand opening celebration of its new Willis-Knighton Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center that was that was last Sunday, October the 9th from 2 to 5 p.m. Many people, including yours truly, Angela, attended and toured the wonderful facility. I got to meet with a sports celebrity and fantastic lecturer, Rocky Blyer from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was remarkable, uh, really inspired the, the, the crowd and was a, just a, a fantastic person to have at their, their grand celebration opening of this sports medicine center in the orthopedic area. I do want to congratulate all the Willis-Knighton team, the doctors and staff on this very impressive senior center. If you have not gone out there, you do need to go out there uh, during, during the week. The October issue of the Best of Times is available at most of our 420 distribution locations. This issue is featuring music troubadours, 
a special feature also of a photo section of 39 seniors who are 100 years of age or older residing in northwest Louisiana. Be sure to pick up your copy soon as supplies are limited and many areas do not have any issues. Tonight uh, at 7.30 p.m., the Shreveport Symphony Orchestra will have its second concert series at the Shreveport Civic Center in downtown Shreveport. This symphony concert is called Symphonic Fright and will be full of music, of magic, mystery, and legendary tales of around the world. For tickets, call 227-8863. On Tuesday, October the 18th, the Southern Hills Business Association will sponsor a gala town hall meeting and business expo at South Park Mall from 6 to 9 p.m. It is free admissions where over 100 vendors will be displaying their products and services. In addition, snacks and refreshments from the Southern Hills eating businesses will be provided to all attendees. For more information, call 603-1772. On Saturday, October the 29th, the Shreveport Opera will have its first performance of Faust at 7.30 p.m. at the Shreveport Civic Theater. This is the world-renowned opera of the battle between good versus evil. Ticket prices range from $15 to $60. Student tickets are $10. Call 227-9503 for ticket information. 227-9503. We'll be right back with more information and news that you can use. But now, word from our sponsors and advertisers to make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis-Knighton Physician Network, here on News Radio 710 Kiel. Nine o'clock on a Saturday A regular crowd shuffles in Hi, I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher and radio show host of The Best of Times. I've got some great news. Humana has joined words that have never been put together before. Health benefits and fun. That's right. Humana Medicare Advantage Plan members in Kettle and Bossier Parishes of Louisiana can now make fitness, fun, and friends a part of their health plan with a program called Silver Sneakers. In addition to all the health care plan benefits offered by Humana, you will also get a Silver Sneakers fitness membership at no additional cost. You can participate in any of the three area locations and get personal assistance from a trained advisor. Call today, 1-800-421-7870. Become a Silver Sneakers member free of charge when you choose one of Humana's Medicare Advantage plans. 1-800-421-7870. That's 1-800-421-7870. Humana is an insurance company with a Medicare Advantage contract to offer a private fee-for-service plan available to anyone enrolled in Part B and entitled to Part A of Medicare through age or disability. In sickness and in health. That's a phrase you normally hear at weddings as couples express their love for one another. But it could also apply to your relationship with your physician. The doctors at the Willis-Knighton Physician Network take your health and illnesses seriously. They offer almost 200 physicians in 35 specialties, all committed to caring for the needs of patients like you right here in Northwest Louisiana. And because the Willis-Knighton Physician Network is associated with the area's leading health system, you'll have access to the latest techniques and technologies when health problems occur. If you're looking for a doctor for you or your loved ones, look to the Willis-Knighton Physician Network. Doctors to care for you at every age and stage of life. Doctors dedicated to you in sickness and in health. To find a doctor in the Willis-Knighton Physician Network, call Health Match at 212-9562. The MetroBook works for advertisers in Shreveport. Here's attorney Jacqueline Scott. Since I've been advertising the MetroBook, my business has increased tremendously. 
99% of my clients are using the Metro Book. And here's Wally Nawis of Bossier Eye Institute. From the business that we get from Metro Book, it is more than paid for itself. Get your ad in there because it seems to be more of a business standard nowadays. Thanks, folks. It's in the Metro Book. The Metro Book is everywhere. You're listening to the best of times on News Radio 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knighton Physician Network. I'm Gary Kaligas, and thank you for listening to our show today. Angela, I have a big announcement to make to tell our listeners out there. What's that? Our December issue of the Best of Times will deal with kids and their grandparents. So we're going to tell all of our listeners and readers of the Best of Times to make sure to send in your photo with you and your grandkids by November the 15th to be included in our December issue, which features kids and their grandparents. Mail them to the Best of Times, P.O. Box 19510, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71149, or you can email them to editor at thebestoftimesnews.com. Remember, November 15th is the deadline, so don't miss it for your picture to be included in this December issue. November 17th is the debut day of the 2006 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, which will debut at the 2005 Health and Wellness Expo. We're going to have 25,000 copies that will start to be distributed at that particular Health and Wellness Expo. Uh, If you've already contacted us, make sure uh, you do to receive your copy. This is our fourth edition of this very, very popular annual resource directory. For more information, call 636-5510. Also, beginning on November 1st, a new magazine will debut in the Architects called Strategies for Living, the Life Coach Magazine. It will complement the weekly radio show website and therapy practice of the Center for, for Therapy in Shreveport of David McMillan's David McMillan, who is a marriage and family therapist in the area. He's teamed up to the best of times to publish this new magazine, which will focus on advice to help persons 24 years of age and older regarding mind, body, and spiritual concerns. So make sure that you pick up a copy beginning on November 1st at many of the 400 distribution locations in northwest Louisiana. Today, already started at 8 a.m. at Louisiana Boardwalk in Bossier City is the America's Walk for Diabetes, which is to raise funds for the American Diabetes Association. This local area's uh, America's Walk for Diabetes will help raise the funds to deal and research in dealing with people with diabetes. More than 18.2 million Americans have diabetes, including some 30,000 in the Shreveport and Bossier area. We hope they have a great event today. We'll be right back with some great historical information about the Shreveport and Bossier area. So you're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network, here on News Radio 710 Keel. The Best of Times is now. Can you feed a person for a whole year for $100? Yes, you can. With the help of the Northwest Louisiana Food Bank, over 1,500 seniors are currently provided for through our Senior Laniac Program, but there are more seniors waiting. Stretch your donation dollars. Remember, your $100 donation sponsors one senior for an entire year. Call 675-2400 or visit nwlafoodbank.org. 
That's 675-2400. Live Oak Retirement Community, a multi-faith community, has provided seniors with independent apartment living and a licensed health center. Live Oak Retirement Community has a variety of activities and services, including book reviews, music programs, religious services, educational programs, exciting day trips, a paved walking trail, and group transportation. Call Ginny DeVoy at 797-1900 for your tour of Live Oak Retirement Community, 797-1900. Live Oak Retirement Community, Senior Apartment Living and Health Center. The Best of Times Radio Hour, Saturday morning at 9 on News Radio 710 Keel. Saturday, October 22nd, join host Gary Kaligas and special guest Betty Harbor of Good Life Health Foods. You'll hear plenty of interesting conversation and find out which vitamins and supplements may be more beneficial for better health and well-being. Gary Kaligas and the Best of Times Radio Hour every Saturday morning at 9 right here on News Radio 710 Keel. Best of Times Radio Hour proudly sponsored by the Willis Knighton Physician Network. You're listening to the Best of Times on News Radio 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour sponsored by the Willis Knighton Physician Network. I'm Gary Kaligas and thank you for listening to our show today. I am pleased and ecstatic to have on my radio show today noted historian and teacher, Dr. Gary Jorner. Dr. Jorner is the assistant professor of history at LSU in Shreveport, where he is also the director of the Red River Regional Study Center. He is the author of the book, One Damn Blunder from Beginning to End, the Red River Campaign of 1864, which uh, he recently published in 2003. It's now in its second printing. He was the winner of the A.M. Pate Award, which is given annually by the Civil War Roundtable of Fort Worth, Texas, which promotes original research on the trans-Mississippi sector of the Civil War. He's currently working on several new military history books to be released in early 2006. Dr. Jorner, thank you for coming to our show today. I'm excited to have you here today. Happy to be here. Uh, tell us a little bit about this historical book that you got the award. Again, congratulations on it. Thank you. Well, One Damn Blunder is the story of the Red River Campaign uh, in Louisiana and also in South Arkansas in 1864 when the Union tried to invade Texas, coming up the Red River and taking Shreveport first. didn't work. Every time they did something, it was, a to blunder. say at the very <laughs> least, it was a blunder, if, if not an abject failure. The biggest blunder was? Appointing uh, Nathaniel Prentice Banks to be the head of the oh. of the campaign because he, although a very nice man, he was a blithering idiot. <laughs> so that was the biggest blunder of the, the leader of it caused the other blunders probably to happen, huh? I would say that would be the hands down favorite. Yes. Wow. Well, I'd love to get you back to talk about that in the near future Happy about those and other books. But you got several of military books and and you have several other books that are published that I wasn't even aware of. Yeah, I uh, co-authored a, a book with Eric Brock mm-hmm. on uh, Red River Steamboats, and I co-authored one with Marguerite Plummer. Dr. Marguerite Plummer teaches with me at LSU on historic Shreveport Bossier. And uh, an essay book on the campaign. I've got four more coming out within the next two years. Wow, you're a busy man. Uh, I've given up sleep for naps. Uh-oh. I also recall hearing from your lovely wife, Marilyn, who we're going to say hello to her today. We hope she's listening to you. She is listening. The last time I saw her, she was working in a flower bed. Good deal. But Marilyn told me a, a few months ago that you received your Ph.D. from where? Uh, Lancaster University in wow. England. Wow. Congratulations. So you went all the way to England to get bestowed your Ph.D. That's it. In I history. Ha- I have a very fine set of Monty Python-esque robes. <laughs> Monty Python. Angela, did you like that, huh? You did. I do like that. Uh, 
We do want to congratulate again your wife, Marilyn, for planning and hosting that super Willis-Knighton event, uh, grand opening of the Willis-Knighton Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. But I'd, I'd take it, I asked Marilyn, I says, where's Dr. Geary? And he, she said, he had a bobo, yeah. and he couldn't make it that day. We missed you not being there. He, he had a bobo. He still does, but it, it's better. Well, that's glad. We're glad you're here today. They're here today. I tried to bounce off a concrete uh, parking Ooh. lot, and uh, I bounced. But you're here, and you're, and she's taking really good care of you because you're, you're ambulatory and you're, you're functioning today. And we're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of interesting stuff we're going to tell our, our, um, our listeners. I gave you the challenge that I wanted to come up, wanted you to come up with 10 of the not well-known historical facts about the Shreveport and Bossier area. And so all the listeners we published in the Best of Times have commented it, and I've had people say, when are you going to publish it? When are you going to put it on your website? And there are, there are a lot of people listening to the show today. The other thing that I was surprised because I made the announcement, uh, Dr. Gary, is is people called me, emailed me, and faxed me many, many other questions. I said, well, the topic of the show is I'm going to get Dr. Joyner to tell us the 10. But they said, oh, we know that. But we want him to answer some of these, uh, dispel some of these rumors and myths we're hearing in the area. So in the latter part of the show, we hope we have time. Uh, we're going to talk about the other several questions, very interesting questions from our radio listeners and readers of the Best of Times. Is that right? Happy to do it. Okay, let's get into these top ten little-known historical facts about the shreveport Bossier City area. What's the first one? Uh, shreveport was once the capital of Louisiana. Shreveport was the capital. When was this? Uh, from 1863 to 1865, it was the capital of Confederate Louisiana, and Louisiana at that time actually had two capitals. The Union capital was in Baton Rouge. And so the Confederate capital was in? Was in Shreveport. And for how long? For two years? For two years. Wow. Almost exactly two years. And then, of course, when the war was over, Shreveport had to give up that? Yes. And then it got reverted back, remained in Baton Rouge until this day. That's right. Uh, Second item? Uh, The first offshore oil well in the entire world was in Caddo Lake. In the entire world? In the entire world. In Caddo Lake. In Caddo Lake. And we have photographs of the original uh, derrick and, and uh, platform assembly at the LSUS archives. Of course, after that, there were many, many, many wells in Caddo Lake. What year was that? Uh, about 1909, somewhere around. 1909? Oh, yes. Gulf and Gulf Oil did it. And did they have like a platform? It was a deep? It was all wooden. All wooden. It looked like a boathouse with a derrick on it. And it was a production well for how long? For decades. Uh, some of those wells are still producing. Wow. After Did uh, you know that almost a century. In the entire world, we yes. had the first offshore well in the air in Cato. I, I imagine there are a lot, of the, a lot of these facts I'm not going to know. No. <laughs> okay. But now you will. Uh, the third interesting right. little-known fact about our area. Uh, the greatest collection of Victorian waterworks machinery is at McNeil Street Pumping Station. Okay, explain that a little bit. What the, do you mean uh, by waterworks machinery? Well, when you when you have a water purification plant, mm-hmm. the machinery are called waterworks, whether they're pumps or purifiers or whatever they are. And Shreveport had the distinction of having, and still does, the greatest collection of these still in working order. The Smithsonian, they're still working? They can. Okay. Now it's automated, but... Shreveport was in a peculiar position in that we had this terrific collection, and the Smithsonian wanted them. And the city fathers in the 1980s said no, and the reason was we're still using them. (laughs) Uh, And they were kept up beautifully. You can't get parts for them. They had to be fabricated and all that. Now it's automated. 
And uh, we're very close to having McNeil um, made a state museum. Whoa. And once it's open to the public, it will be an amazing thing. Okay, explain to our listeners what is meant by Victorian period. What years are those? Uh, roughly uh, 1830 to about 1900. Queen Victoria in England had a nice long reign. And typically you think of anything during her reign, whether we were part of the empire or not, as Victorian. <laughs> so you have Victorian-style furniture, Victorian-style architecture, that kind of thing. So what year was this? machinery uh, placed at the McNeil pumping station. Do the know? earliest machinery is there in the uh, 1880s. Wow. Yes. And some of it could be still functioning. That's, it, that's impressive. It can still function. Uh, you can set it up uh, with air pressure to work, so it doesn't have to be online. But it is absolutely a treasure. And soon it will be a museum that people can go visit, right? Yes. That'd be awesome. Okay, the number four item. During the Civil War, Shreveport had a naval base. We had a naval base 300 yes, miles from, more than 300 miles from the Gulf of Mexico? Yes, we did. And it was along Cross Bayou, along the southern uh, bank of Cross Bayou, just below downtown. How long did it take boats from the Gulf of Mexico or Mississippi River to come up here? Days, really, weeks, or months? A uh, couple of weeks. A couple wow. of weeks, depending on, on water conditions. It would depend on whether or not there had been rain. That's amazing. So we had a naval base here all the way in the port city of Shreveport and Bossier. Indeed, we did. And, and what else about this particular uh, port? Well, it had shipbuilding facilities. We built an ironclad here. And perhaps the strangest thing uh, that we're still studying very closely is we built five submarines. We, meaning the city of Shreveport and the Confederate authorities. Of course, I'm not a Confederate authority, so anyway. <laughs> Um, they built submarines? They, they built five oh. submarines that were sisters of the Hunley, the famous submarine in Charleston Harbor, built by the same engineering crew. Uh, the only difference is is that they had one hatch instead of two. But they were 40 feet long, 48 inches deep, 40 inches wide, and typically would have a 9 to 11 man crew. Hand cranked. Hand cranked? Hand cranked. And how deep did they go? Submarine. Well, wow. here they could go down to the bottom of Cross Bayou, which is about 38 feet at its deepest point, and in the Red River about 22 feet. But there was a whole series of, of uh, fortifications that allowed them to go under a dam. We actually had a floating dam down where um, VA Hospital was, or is, excuse me. So they built an ironclad, and these submarines, we built submarines in the area. Wow, yes. that is awesome, because... I never knew that one myself. Well, the, another aside is the company that built them was called the Singer Submarine Corporation, and after the Civil War, there was not a real need for hand-cranked submarines, and so they started building sewing machines. The rest of the story, Angela, isn't that awesome? We that is cool. <laughs> we, we now know that we are the forerunners of the Singer Sewing Machine. Right? That's right. Awesome. We're going to be right back with the other five items. If you have questions to ask our guests, do call us, 320-5335. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis-Knight Physician Network, here on News Radio 710 Keel. Scott, it's that time of year again. Time to deal with all those falling leaves. But better on the ground than clogging up your gutters, right? That's why you need gutter helmets. Never clean your gutters again. Clogged gutters cause damage to your roof, walls, foundation, even landscaping. But with gutter helmet, water goes in, leaves and pine needles stay out. 
You need to call my good friends at Gutter Helmet. Get off that ladder and get on the phone. And gutter Helmet's lived up to uh, every expectation I had of it. I've never seen water coming off the house that didn't go into the gutter itself. The leaves are on the ground and not in the gutter. I'm very satisfied, and the Gutter Helmet looks great. Gutter Helmet installs over your existing full-size gutters. It's the first, the best, the number one gutter protection system in the world. Don't be fooled by imitators. Call today, 318-377-5693, or toll-free, 1-800-284-9777. Take it from me, Willard Scott. You'll never clean your gutters again. Call my good friends at Gutter Helmet today. The MetroBook works for advertisers in Shreveport. Here's attorney Jacqueline Scott. Since I've been advertising the MetroBook, my business has increased tremendously. 99% of my clients are using the MetroBook. And here's Wally Nawas of Bossier Eye Institute. From the business that we get from MetroBook, it is more than paid for itself. Get your ad in there because it seems to be more of a business standard nowadays. Thanks, folks. It's in the MetroBook. The MetroBook is everywhere. Hi, I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher and radio show host of The Best of Times. I've got some great news. Humana has joined words that have never been put together before. Health benefits and fun. That's right. Humana Medicare Advantage Plan members in Cattle and Bossier Parishes of Louisiana can now make fitness, fun, and friends a part of their health plan with a program called Silver Sneakers. In addition to all of the health care plan benefits offered by Humana, you will also get a Silver Sneakers fitness membership at no additional cost. You can participate in any of the three area locations and get personal assistance from a trained advisor. Call today, 1-800-421-7870. Become a Silver Sneakers member free of charge when you choose one of Humana's Medicare Advantage plans. 1-800-421-7870. That's 1-800-421-7870. Humana is an insurance company with a Medicare Advantage contract to offer a private fee-for-service plan available to anyone enrolled in Part B and entitled to Part A of Medicare through age or disability. You're listening to The Best of Times on News Radio 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network. I'm Gary Kaligas, and thank you for listening to our show today. I am thrilled to have Dr. Gary Joyner, historian, giving us some of the top ten historical facts that are not well known in the Shreveport and Bossier area. And Dr. Joyner gave us the first five. We're going to talk about the next set in a couple of seconds. Number one was Shreveport was once the capital of the state of Louisiana. The first offshore oil well in the world was, was drilled in Caddo Lake. The greatest collection of Victorian waterworks machinery is located at the McNeil Street pumping station. Shreveport had a naval base during the Civil War period, and Shreveport was also a shipbuilding city as it built an ironclad and five submarines uh, during the Civil War era. So, Dr. Jordan, let's continue on with our number six item that people may not be aware of. Okay. The first formal church service held in Shreveport was in 1845 by Episcopal Bishop Leonidas Polk, who later became a Confederate general. And what denomination was that? He was Episcopal. Episcopal Church. And where, where was this done? It was actually not done in a church. It, it was along the uh, riverbank, really at the foot of the Texas Street Bridge on the Shreveport side. Wow, in 1865? Uh, 1845. 1845, excuse me. So then later on, he was a general in the Confederacy, right? Yes, and known as the fighting bishop. He was a better preacher than he was a general. Uh-oh. Number seven? Uh, Captain Henry Miller Shreve never lived in Shreveport. When he never lived in Shreveport? No, he... there was no Shreveport when he was here. 
He, uh, so where did he live? Well, he lived on a boat on a camp, but there was no Shreveport. There was Shrevetown, but he never. So that, he that's what it streets. was called the first. It was called Shrevetown. Shrevetown, yeah, the Shrevetown Company in Shrevetown. Then it was changed to Shreveport very quickly. But by 1841, he was gone. He couldn't get along with his partners. I like to tell my students that uh, he couldn't get along with God. And he went to uh, St. Louis, where he became the harbor master and stayed there the rest of his life. Uh, and he's buried in a very prominent tomb uh, in Bellefontaine Cemetery in St. Louis. So he never lived here in Shreveport. Never okay. Shreveport. Hmm. Okay, number eight. Shreveport had the second largest red light district in the United States, uh, the only larger being Storyville in New Orleans. And what years did was this wonderful well, historical fact? It was around, really, almost from the beginning, certainly by the 1850s through the Civil War. But it was um, legal from 1903 to 1917. It was legal? It was legal. We had, uh, yes, it was. Did I know that? It was uh, regulated, shall we say. And it, we were the second largest. Who was, and the first largest being New Orleans? Storyville, yes. Wow, did not know that at all. Much more famous, but uh, uh, certainly, uh, I would say, no less active. I wonder why they called it Storyville. Uh, I can answer that. There was a city councilman named Mr. Story, and he was the one who was going to try to uh, regulate New Orleans. And so much to his chagrin, because he was very anti-prostitution, they nicknamed it Storyville. Oh. I'm sure he's still <laughs> spinning in his grave over that. <laughs> Okay, number nine on the top ten list here. Shreveport was once the westernmost town in the United States from 1835 to 1836. Greenwood was established in 1836, still in Caddo Parish, of course. And so um, these two municipalities uh, were the westernmost before Texas entered the Union in 1845. So we were the farthest west. Never thought of that. Yes. Wow, that was, that was several years. Uh, absolutely. And so when you crossed over to the line, or wherever the line was in Texas, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Somebody asked the question. Yes. You were in a, you were in the. You were in a different country. Different country. Wow. And the number 10th most, most not well-known item in our area? Uh, the third largest outbreak in U.S. history of yellow fever occurred in Shreveport in August and September, and then waning through October in 1873. In the first week of uh, the outbreak, um, think of, we were talking today about a flu pandemic. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a yellow fever pandemic here. In one week, we lost a quarter of our population inside the city limits. We don't know how many people in the suburbs, if you will, outside the city. Um, that the, many? That many, yes. About, lost about 1,000 people. There is a burial mound on the south side of uh, Oakland Cemetery, the highest point in that cemetery is actually a built-up mound over about a thousand bodies. Whoa, I did not know that. Did you know that, Angel? I didn't know that either. Whoa. <laughs> so you've given us these quite number 10. I did not know all of them but one. <laughs> uh, so um, I didn't. I need to go to your class. Now you, you tell all your students that at LSU? Oh, yes, yes. And they, they're going to have this on their, their upcoming quiz, correct? Uh, and I'm I, might. Use, I might. And I'm going to use this on our trivia uh, contest with my friends and neighbors. That's a good idea. We're going to be right back, and now we're going to answer some questions that our, our listeners and readers have called in to ask me to ask Dr. Joyner to answer on our radio show. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network, here on News Radio 710 Keel. One. 
is HealthWire. I'm Kathy Lewis. If you've had to move from your home due to hurricane damage, it's more important than ever to keep yourself healthy. If you have a chronic illness such as diabetes or heart disease, make sure you're taking your medicines correctly. If you're due for preventive testing such as cholesterol checks or a mammogram, get those tests on time. Not getting proper medical care could put you at high risk for even more health problems in the future. You should try to find a doctor who can treat you no matter where you're living for the time being. Since you probably won't have access to health records, be prepared to give your new provider a good health history of illnesses you've had and medications you take. It's not too early to begin thinking about getting a flu shot either. Crowded living spaces and new people coming to the area can be good conditions for spreading flu. For more information on how you can stay safe and healthy, visit www.ishall.org or call 1-866-5-I-SHALL. That's 1-866-547-4255. For HealthWire, I'm Kathy Lewis, Louisiana Healthcare Review. Hey, I'm Robert Scott, and it's that time of year again. Time to deal with all those falling leaves, but better on the ground than clogging up your gutters, right? That's why you need gutter helmets. Never clean your gutters again. Clog gutters cause damage to your roof, walls, foundation, even landscaping. But with gutter helmet, water goes in, leaves and pine needles stay out. You need to call my good friends at Gutter Helmet. Get off that ladder and get on the phone. Gutter Helmet's lived up to uh, every expectation I had of it. I've never seen water coming off the house that didn't go into the gutter itself. The leaves are on the ground and not in the gutter. I'm very satisfied and the Gutter Helmet looks great. Gutter Helmet installs over your existing full-size gutters. It's the first, the best, the number one gutter protection system in the world. Don't be fooled by imitators. Call today, 318-377-5693, or toll-free, 1-800-284-9777. Take it from me, Walter Scott. You'll never clean your gutters again. Call my good friends at Gutter Helmet today. Live Oak Retirement Community, a multi-faith community, has provided seniors with independent apartment living and a licensed health center. Live Oak Retirement Community has a variety of activities and services including book reviews, music programs, religious services, educational programs, exciting day trips, a paved walking trail, and group transportation. Call Ginny DeVoy at 797-1900 for your tour of Live Oak Retirement Community. 797-1900. Live Oak Retirement Community. Senior apartment Living and Health Center. You're listening to the best of times on News Radio 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network. I'm Gary Kaligas. Thank you for listening to our show today. On the show with me is Dr. Gary Joyner, historian, giving us some historical facts that are not well known in the Shreveport and Bossier area. But now we're going to talk about some questions and answer some questions from our listeners and, and um from our readers of the Best of Times who have called in and, and asked me to ask Dr. Joyner these particular questions. In addition, we are going to be having this radio show on our website on www.thebestoftimesnews.com very shortly so you can download this entire show so you can share it with your friends and others. Also, some of this information will be on our website in printed form, especially the 10 top items that he mentioned that are not well known in the area. So go to our website very soon to download this entire radio show. If, if you're not that, right now jotting down all these questions and answers, right, Angela? I have been. Yeah, I know you have been. <laughs> first listener asked, Dr. Joyner, uh, what, when was the first bridge constructed to cross the Red River? He commented, how did they cross the river before then? Interesting question. Well, let's do the second part first. Originally, there was a pontoon bridge. That pontoon went, bridge? A pontoon bridge, actually a floating bridge of boats that crossed roughly from where the Harrah's Hotel is to where the Horseshoe Hotel is. <laughs> Oddly. Oddly. 
Uh, the first bridge across Red River in Shreveport was built in 1885 by the uh, Vicksburg, Shreveport, and Texas Railroad. And it was a toll bridge, and you could cross it for a nickel. The second bridge... Toll bridge. How about that? A nickel back then was a lot of money. And that's okay. roughly where the, the KCS bridge is today. I mean, it's the same... Uh -huh. It's not the same bridge, but the same bridge location. And the second one was the southern of our two railroad bridges, uh, and that was the St. Louis and Southwestern Railroad Bridge, which which was built in 1915, and that is the bridge that is there, that black bridge on Clyde Fence. So how was it used as a toll bridge? Does, was it like they stopped the trains and people pulled their wagons across? And we have photographs at uh, at the archives with the toll sign of five cents and a guy uh, on a wagon with a with a boy. Uh, the third was the Traffic Street Bridge, also built in 1915. That bridge is long gone. It, it was uh, destroyed to make way for I-20. The what we call the Texas Street Bridge, or mm -hmm. the Long Allen Bridge, in 1933. Then the Highway 2 Bridge north of town near Austin. Right. And then the uh, old Cachata Bridge, which is recently torn down uh, in the early 1930s. Another listener asked, wants to know, why was Barksdale Air Force Base selected for the Shreveport and Bossier area? Was it first in Shreveport, then went to Bossier? What's the, what's the deal on that? I well, don't remember that one myself. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't look that old. Thank you very much. Um, the Army Air Corps for the Air Force, mm -hmm. the Army Air Corps, wanted to have a training base in the south central part of the United States in the 1930s. They needed it to have to be in a place where there was not a lot of ice and snow so that they could train year-round. Okay. They wanted to, to put it in this market. People of Shreveport didn't want it. Why didn't they want it? Uh, they didn't want to have a lot of military guys walking around. <laughs> and they had picked a site where the, the regional airport is today. So the City Fathers in Shreveport bought a large part of the chalk level plantation in Bossier. Went all the way from the river over to Louisiana Downs. That was all part of the same plantation later on by the Full of Love family. And Barksdale became the core of that. And that's where Barksdale is today, correct? That's right. And, and has, how many years has it been there? I can't uh, since about 1932, 1932. Another caller wanted to know. Uh, do we know who were the first residents of the Shreveport area and where they came from? First residents were absolutely Caddo Indians. Okay. They were here for a long, long time. They're <laughs> not here anymore. Well, some of them are, but not as a formal group. But the first, what, when we talk about it teaching, we call the, the first white people, Caucasians, to come in Europeans because they're all of European extraction. And what year was that? Uh, they were here by at least 1828. 1828. And they, and the migration path was either from Virginia through the Cumberland Gap and then into Tennessee, then Arkansas and down, or from the Carolinas around the south end of the Appalachians through Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and then across the river. But they ended up here. Think of it as a big set of parentheses. And what made them What made them stop here and say, I'm going to stop here at whatever it's called, Shreveport River. River. The Red River? Red River and the junction of the of this migration trail, which would continue to be the Texas Trail, going down into deep Texas and, and uh, east Texas and then eventually into Mexico. But the first people here that we know of were Samuel Bennett and his brother William Smith Bennett, James Huntington Kane, and Mary Bennett Kane. Mary Bennett Kane was Samuel's daughter and the wife of William, so she married her uncle. Oh. And she would become the mother, really, of Shreveport and Bossier City. She's buried in Oakland Cemetery. 
um, died right after the turn of the 20th century. She was here before Henry Shreve, mm-hmm. and I think she died in 1902, which would be the year before the Wright brothers flew. Uh, two other people that were here were Indian agents, uh, John Sibley and Larkin Edwards, both of whom uh, were locally famous. Um, John Sibley has two towns named for him, uh, both along I-20. Right, Sibley. Mm-hmm. In Washtenaw Parish and Sibley, of course, in, in Webster Parish. And Edwards is the... Larkin at Edward Street Edward is named Street. for him. And uh, as a matter of fact, Larkin Edwards' heirs still own the Caddo Parish Courthouse grounds. I've been looking for one. I'd love to see a quick claim of that. It would be a fine townhouse. <laughs> Gary. Thought to Gary. Don't get some ideas out there now. Another uh, reader asked, what happened to the Indian tribes that settled along the banks of the Red River in Shreveport? Um, Interesting the Caddo's were mentioned here. mentioned they were first. They were yes, Caddo. they were here first. And they, were, uh, they left, forced out, when they signed the Caddo Treaty of 1835. They moved into Texas. Texans drove them out. They went into what was then called the Indian Territory, which we call Oklahoma. And they have a 40-acre reservation at Binger. Now, there are still a lot of Caddo's here uh, in this region, uh, but you know the formal tribe is in Oklahoma. Another person asked, and it's a follow-up question, he said, during the Civil War, really should say, how many ships were built in the Shreveport Naval Base? He, he must have known that there, there, were some. there was a ship <laughs> built. He wanted to know how many were built here. Well, the ironclad Missouri was built here. The five submarines were built here. And by the way, four of the five subs are still here. We just don't know where they are. We know where they're not because we've been looking for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were some other smaller vessels. There were many vessels that were repaired, the Grand Duke, the Webb, the Mary Tee. Uh, in 1863 and 1864, there were at least, that I've identified, 30 vessels 30 operating by the Confederate Navy out of Shreveport. That's a lot of vessels. Uh, okay, I've had several people that ask this question, uh, but one specifically, a Texas person, called, called me and asked me to want to ask you this, but I had others too, not just, tex- just Texans, the Texan listeners. This person said he heard that at one time the Shreveport area considered being annexed by the state of Louisiana. Is this true or is this just a rumor? The state of Texas. Uh, Yes. Annexed by the state of Texas. Yes, that is exactly right. That is true? Yes. Louisiana wanted to get rid of us, and Texas wanted us. Why why did they want to get rid of us? We never got along with New Orleans and Baton Rouge, and we still don't. We act more like Texans. If you think about it... um, we sound more like Texans. We don't sound like somebody from New Orleans. Um, we tend to have a lot of common things um, with Texas. We really do. It so was in the 1870s. 1870s. In the 1873 yellow fever epidemic killed it. Caddo oh, wait a second. Go up, explain that. Well, remember it. we talked about this big yellow fever epidemic? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it killed it. It killed the, the process. Here, here's what happened. Caddo and DeSoto uh, and Bossier Parishes all wanted to secede, and Louisiana wanted them to go because we were just a big problem to them. And Texas wanted us. And there was a bill transferring the parishes to Texas. It passed the, uh, through the Texas legislature. It was signed by the governor. It was then sent to Baton Rouge. Well, during this period, the governors weren't doing much, and then the yellow fever, true, and then the yellow fever epidemic broke out. Everybody forgot about it, and the bill died because of lack of a signature from the Louisiana governor. 
And it, it was just, wow. it was a mess. But that's not the first time. Earlier in 1836 to 1838, there was a major international disagreement between the Republic of Texas and the United States over the boundary of Louisiana and Texas. The treaty between Spain and the United States in 1819, the Adams-O'Neill Treaty, set the boundary, but it did not define the Sabine River as the boundary. Texas claimed the Red River. The U.S. claimed the Sabine all the way to Longview and then a line over to Tyler. Okay. <laughs> That's a way off of that. It's a negotiating point. So Texas Rangers actually occupied the site of the current Caddo Courthouse until a mob from Shreveport drove them off, which really hurts the idea of one ranger, one right, which is their motto. Hmm. So anyway, they but there were a lot more rather irate citizens. Well, the, the boundary was eventually set at the Sabine, and then the United States gave Texas an extra row of townships. These townships are what we still use today. They're 36 square mile blocks, starting at Logansport and going up. And that's how we lost that. Wascom would have been in the state of Louisiana. Wascom would have been? Yes. So if that had happened, we would have had uh, great roads and <laughs> no gambling boats. But that's the luck of the draw. And you mentioned uh, something we talked about. That's what the uncertain... Yes, uncertain. During 1836 to 1838, a town grew up right on this border, and it was called uncertain because they didn't know what country they were in. <laughs> Is that a trivia question there? Uncertain. Is it uncertain Texas, Louisiana? Uncertain Texas. Okay. Whoa. Missed it by hair. By hair. Okay. Another reader asks. He heard that some sections of Shreveport along the Red River are actually part of Bossier City. How could this occur? And did those residents vote to go over to Bossier? Because of this past happenings. I've well, heard about this one. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's complex. They're not in Bossier City, but they are in Bossier Parish. And there are parts of Caddo Parish on the east bank. They're not in They're not in Bossier City? No. They're just in the parish. Well, one part was taken into the city, but that's sort of a different story. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. When you cross over one of our bridges and you look at the Red River and you think that the Red River is the boundary, well... It is, but it's not. It's the boundary as it was when the parishes were created. Before there was Bossier and Caddo, there was Natchitoches. Natchitoches mm -hmm. had the whole northwest part of the state. Then the east side of the river split off, and that's Claiborne. That's in 1828. That's when you look. Then Caddo came out of Natchitoches. Bossier came out of Claiborne. And it was when the boundary was set at the split. Well, the river's moved a lot. And so moved. there are five separate times going down Clyde Fant that you will go into Bossier Parish. <clears throat> Part of Expo Hall is in Bossier Parish. Barnwell Center is in Bossier Parish. Uh, Boomtown Casino is in Caddo. Was in Shreveport. <laughs> Bossier City thought they had it, but it, they did not. And so Shreveport um, de-annexed it and Bossier City annexed it, but it is still in Caddo Parish. Okay. Wow, is that complex or what? That person really got a good answer to that question. I'm thoroughly confused. <laughs> uh, so, so are people that get tickets from the other side. Oh. Another person, this visitor uh, drove by the Uri Drive area and called about this. The person said, I read this historical marker on the corner of Uri and Stoner. Did this really happen that they painted tree trunks along the, along whatever, the river and looked like cannons to avoid 
Shreveport being attacked during the Civil War? Did that actually happen? Yes, they're called Quaker guns, and they're called Quaker guns because they don't hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, the, the biggest fort, and we had several forts, but the biggest fort was Fort Turnbull, which we call Fort Humbug, and it did have cannons in it, but we had more cannon ports than we had cannons, and it was very common for the Confederates to do this in case spies saw them, they wanted to think that it was really a bristling fortress, and so they would uh, take trees, cut the branches off of them, either paint them black or burn them so they look like big cannon barrels and put them on wagon caissons. And they look mean. If you drive uh, uh, down Uri and at the intersection of Stoner, you'll see what one looked like. They've got one yeah. out by Fort Humbug in front of the tank. Uh, so it did scare that, that general of the of the Union Army. He never it? saw it. And he never saw because that Because they were turned around at Mansfield, and the Navy was turned around just north of, of uh, oh. Loggy Bayou. Okay. Uh, we have so many questions here, Dr. Gary. Um, I don't know if we're going to cover all of them in our show, but here's a quick one. How did Bossier City get its name? That's, you know, that's the first time I ever had that question ever yeah. asked of me. Uh, named after various members of the Bossier family, depending on who you talk to, there are different sources. But the original Bossier was in with the uh, French exploration team in 1699. His name was Pierre Bossier. Oh. Pierre Bossier. Pierre Bossier. And he uh, made it up to Natchitoches with Jucaro de Saint-Denis in 1714 and explored a lot of this area. And his descendants are still around. Uh, we're going to go through a few of these here. Uh, a new mm -hmm. resident from my area asked, was there any governors of the state of Louisiana from the Shreveport or Bossier City area? Yes. Uh, Buddy Romer, of course, was born in Bossier City, but there were several governors who lived here over the years. Uh, Henry Watkins Allen, the Confederate governor, uh, served... Uh, in Shreveport, um, Newton Crane Blanchard practiced law in Shreveport, buried here uh, in Greenwood Cemetery. Rufin G. Pleasant lived on, uh, on Highland Avenue. He died in Shreveport. Huey P. Long practiced law here, of course, on several properties, including a, a house on Forest Avenue. And Robert F. Kennan from Minden practiced law in Shreveport. Uh, let's see, another one here. Reader asks, um, is Cross Lake a man-made lake or a natural lake? And if it was a man-made lake, how, how was it created? It's a natural lake. Natural I, lake. Yes, it is. But I could see how someone would think that it's an artificial lake because it does have a dam. Right. The reason it has a dam is that water kept on flowing out of it, and if you want to have it as a water source, you got to have water in it. Uh, it was a southern continuation of Caddo Lake. During the uh, big log jam, the Great Raft, um, it was a con part of a continuous lake. Uh, the earliest maps show it as something called Open Lake that Open. included Soto Lake, Clear Lake, a finger of it called Black Lake. Henry Shreve removed the raft. A lot of this water drained out. It drained out. It drained out. And so crosses there because it is the southernmost remnant of that. Now, if you want to see where this old lake was, drive up uh, on Highway 79, North Market, mm -hmm. like you're going to Texarkana. And once you get out of the hills at North Highland, you drop straight down into a flat area, and that is part of that lake, that Soto Lake. And some people have referred to it as Soda Lake, but it is a Caddo word, T-S-O-T-O, is how it would translate, meaning frothy. Frothy lake. Wow, you you just have a lot of interest. I just, I'm amazed at today's show. I'm learning so much. A lot of people like history, and we get more and more of us that are enjoying this. You you were wonderful. We're gonna have, definitely have to come back on the show. We have many more questions from our readers and listeners that we can't answer today. Well, this is only an hour. This is only an hour show. We look forward to have you coming back. You're wonderful. 
and best Thank wishes you. on your new book, and look forward to having you coming back on the radio show. I'll be happy to any time you wish. We'll be right back with more news you can use and information that you need. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network, here on News Radio 710 Keel. The Best of Times is now. Hey, I'm Walter Scott, and it's that time of year again. Time to deal with all those falling leaves. But better on the ground than clogging up your gutters, right? That's why you need gutter helmets. Never clean your gutters again. Clogged gutters cause damage to your roof, walls, foundation, even landscaping. But with Gutter Helmet, water goes in, leaves and pine needles stay out. You need to call my good friends at Gutter Helmet. Get off that ladder and get on the phone. Gutter Helmet's lived up to uh, every expectation I had of it. I've never seen water coming off the house that didn't go into the gutter itself. The leaves are on the ground and not in the gutter. I'm very satisfied and the Gutter Helmet looks great. Gutter Helmet installs over your existing full-size gutters. It's the first, the best, the number one gutter protection system in the world. Don't be fooled by imitators. Call today, 318-377-5693, or toll-free, 1-800-284-9777. Take it from me, Willard Scott. You'll never clean your gutters again. Call my good friends at Gutter Helmet today. In sickness and in health. That's a phrase you normally hear at weddings as couples express their love for one another. But it could also apply to your relationship with your physician. The doctors at the Willis Knighton Physician Network take your health and illnesses seriously. They offer almost 200 physicians in 35 specialties, all committed to caring for the needs of patients like you right here in Northwest Louisiana. And because the Willis Knighton Physician Network is associated with the area's leading health system, you'll have access to the latest techniques and technologies when health problems occur. If you're looking for a doctor for you or your loved ones, look to the Willis Knighton Physician Network. Doctors to care for you at every age and stage of life. Doctors dedicated to you in sickness and in health. To find a doctor in the Willis Knighton Physician Network, call Health Match at 212-9562. The Best of Times Radio Hour, Saturday morning at 9 on News Radio 710 Keel. Saturday, October 22nd, join host Gary Kaligas and special guest Betty Harbor of Good Life Health Foods. You'll hear plenty of interesting conversation and find out which vitamins and supplements may be more beneficial for better health and well-being. Gary Kaligas and the Best of Times Radio Hour, every Saturday morning at 9, right here on News Radio 710 Keel. Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly sponsored by the Willis Knighton Physician Network. You're listening to the Best of Times on News Radio 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, sponsored by the Willis Knight Physician Network. Another great show. Remember, it will be on our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com in a couple of weeks. Next Saturday, October the 22nd, the Best of Times, we're going to have Miss Betty Harbor of Good Life Foods to discuss vitamins, supplements, and more for better health. So be sure to listen to that show. October 27th. At Merle Pickering Center at 4017 Greenwood Road, we're going to be honoring those senior citizens who are who are 100 years of age or older. So make plans to attend. Be sure to look up in the Best of Times October issue for those uh, persons who are 100 years or older who are featured in our October issue. Uh, may God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a fantastic day and a great weekend. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the Best of Times issue. I'm Gary Kuligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Best of Times on News Radio 710 Keel, K-E-E-L Shreveport. Join us again next Saturday at 9.